Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome back to a quick shot of romance. Um, it's me, Becky, I'm back. Hey Leah, how are you? Hi, I'm good. We're kind of under the wire on this one a little bit. <laughs> Just a little. We had some scheduling issues, so we had to, to move a couple things around, and there was a little hiccup on a couple books, but it worked out. So It did work out. So um, on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we are reviewing um, Stealing Sawyer by Samantha Christie. This is book three in the Perfect Game series. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the synopsis this, from Goodreads. Well, yep, oh, read us our synopsis. Are we synopsis. not going there yet? That's okay. No, go ahead and okay. read us our synopsis. I hired her to be my girlfriend to fix my reputation to save my career. It's not that I don't want a girlfriend. I do. I want it all. Wife, kids, side-by-side burial plots. The problem is I can't have any of it. So I've made myself untouchable. The quintessential bachelor of baseball. Basically, it's not worth the risk, not even for someone I love, especially not for someone I love. We made the arrangements. We agreed to a contract. It's ironclad. No sex, no love, no future. What could possibly go wrong? I apologize for that. That is my dog eating his antler in the background. Okay. (laughs) That floof is going to need to go to the basement. No, I'm just kidding. He's fine. (laughs) If anybody hears thumping, it is a dog. It's a floof. Um... So the release date on this was, it was first published September 20th of 2018. She has done two revisions to it since. I'm sure mm-hmm. they're minimal mistake type things. And she just released new covers recently too. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so the tropes in this book are baseball, fake relationship, uh, meet cute, unknown identity, playboy, slow burn, one night stand. Steam level was a three. It starts with a bang, but then it goes to a really slow burn after. It does, yeah. Um, And the angst is this a three, but it's almost a four because there's quite a bit of angst in this book. There is, yeah. So a lot of back to forth. There's a lot of back and forth. And it's it's not, it is not Aspen. It is like, it is Sawyer-based angst. Like a lot of times like the angst is both sides of it, but like it is, a lot of it is one-sided, and a lot of it's internal, too. Yeah. We should also state that this is Kindle Unlimited, so you can read this if you're part of Kindle Unlimited for free. And um, it is also a baseball read. So this was part of one of our reading, reading challenges, challenges for mm-hmm. April. April's prompt was a baseball romance, and this is one of, like, I think I'm now up to four or five baseball romances that I have read. Um, I know this month because well, like once we started looking at them we're like oh this one sounds good and this one sounds good and yeah. this is book three in the series but you do not have to read book one and book two it reads it holds up very well as a standalone yeah and I did I personally did read this as a standalone but you've read the whole series right I have read the whole series yes okay so let's get into our thoughts let's yes. you know talk about all this yes um the trade that started it all so. The trade that started it all. Um, so Sawyer is kind of a hot mess outside of the baseball field. He is in the tabloids a lot. He is known for sleeping around. And so his team has threatened that if he cannot clean up his act like off the field and make changes, they are going to trade him because they don't want to deal with his antics anymore. Yeah, the baseball team is located in New York City. He is... Mm-hmm. 
a quintessential playboy. He has girls all the time. He picks girls up out of the stand that he mm-hmm. thinks are sexy um, and has ushers go and grab them so that they can meet him in the waiting area after the game. So he is a hookup king for yes. sure. Yes. So, yeah. He uh-huh. he kind of comes off. So I put he kind of comes off as a douche nugget, uh, but he is teachable. Mm-hmm. He is a very goal-oriented individual. He does not want to be his father. Um, my heart did break for him. He does have a fairly tragic backstory. Um, he does. But I think part of the issue is he's very, he's almost naive in his thought process because his father abused his mother. And he's like, he talks about he loved her too much. But I think he's he's... I mean, he's 25, but he's very naive in the thought process of, like, that's the reason he abused her. Like, he doesn't, he never looked past the the real reasons. Like, he never thought, like, my father's just an abusive asshole. Like, right, and the alcoholism and all of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Like, he didn't, yeah, he didn't really go above, or he didn't go below the surface when yeah. looking at that relationship with his father. He just saw his mm-hmm. father as a violent man. Who killed yeah. his mother and and then started abusing him and started abusing him so so sawyer he does pull at your heartstrings but just remember he is a bit of a playboy total dog like even his friends make fun of how much of a dog he is like well and like he knows it too like he like he has no like he has no apologies for the fact that he is like a douche nugget of a playboy like yeah and he and he's very like you don't want to like him because he's very self-centered very like all it's like all about sawyer like i'm gonna do this like i don't really care about anything else like he he loves his friends and he's great with his friends and he's good relationships with his friends but when it like in those there are certain moments when it's just him or him and aspen and he is he's just so Sawyer like it's all about Sawyer yeah um so let's talk about Aspen a little bit you Mm -hmm. mentioned her um so before we get to how they end up meeting quote unquote uh Aspen I think comes off as a little naive Mm -hmm. um she has a lot going on her brother is in a very tricky situation um he inadvertently ended up in a part of a Ponzi scheme. He is her twin brother. Mm -hmm. Um, And he took the fall for the whole Ponzi scheme, but he's a police officer. So it sounds like it was some tiered investment um, type situation. He's a rookie police officer at that. So like, because they are, I, they are only 23, like 22 or 23 in this book. So like they, they're still young. Like they have a lot of growing to do. So I think like he, he was trying to to branch out and create good yeah. relationships and it it backfired on him and he he got screwed and so she's dealing with yeah. that like how she's going to help him pay for that yeah. and wants to go to grad school and pay for that and well and she's a musician at Juilliard they actually do come from a fairly wealthy family but mm-hmm. tragedy struck and their parents have passed um, and so she is in New York trying to finish her degree in music. She is a pianist. Um, 
And so she's trying to complete that degree, decide wants to go to grad school because she knows she really won't be able to do anything with her life if she doesn't complete the entire program. Um, so, you know, so there is some of that little bit of naive too could be just sheltered that, you know, when her parents were alive, she didn't really have to worry about where money was coming from, how things were going to work out. You know, she was, you know, sheltered by a family mm -hmm. that took care of her. Um, yeah. So that I think that plays into a little bit of her personality and who she is and how she interacts also. Right. And like I said, she's young, too. So like she's still like she hasn't really been out in the world on her own too much because I mean, I know at 23 and I'm ready to graduate from college. Like I was still pretty out of touch yeah. with some things. So. Well, for sure. So um, let's talk about their meet cute. Yes. <laughs> it I is a so very good meet cute. Too. Right. So she she is walking down the street and gets splashed by a puddle. A bus. In this, a bus. Like, so a right. giant Bus drives puddle, through the puddle. A, wa a puddle her. wave splashes her. So she's dripping. They run into each other. She And she has no clue who he is. Like, not a clue. Right. She's clueless. She does not follow baseball. She's an, a musician. So it is of zero interest to her. Like, she doesn't recognize his face or know anything about him. Mm -mm. And here he is, this poster boy for being the playboy and, you know, the man that gets all the ladies. It's a little shocking to his system in a good way that she has no clue who he is because he's just been told, clean up your act or you're out of here. Mm -hmm. And she's in a situation where she's close to graduating with her four-year degree. She wants to do this grad school program that she was accepted to, but she doesn't feel like she can say yes because, um, because of, of financial all the stuff issues. that's happening. Yes. With her brother. Right. Right. So it's, um, it's a hard moment for them, mm -hmm. but they end up in the bar together having drinks and um, things progress pretty fast. Mm -hmm. And, you know, here he is told, stop hooking up with randos. Stop he, being a playboy. hooks up with a rando. And not even three hours later, he's going home with this random girl. Mm -hmm. And, you know. And, totally like, he even, like, makes the comment, like, I can't make it one night. Like, yeah. like he knows. Right. Well, and he is in a, um. So in this situation, he has kind of a playbook that he follows when he has a one night stand. Usually yeah. he takes girls to the hotel. He mm -hmm. doesn't take them back to his house. In this instance, he went back to her apartment. Um, he usually leaves before breakfast, has a continental breakfast delivered at the hotel and doesn't look back. Like no. one and done is his thing. Yes. And in this situation, he leaves her house early in the morning before she wakes up. But then he goes down the street to the coffee shop and decides that she is the answer. She is the solution to his problem. Yeah. And he so he goes back to the apartment and knocks on the door and she answers it. At this point, she's angry. Or no, she's at this point, she's surprised to see him. She yeah. thinks he has stalked her because she has no recollection of their night together. Like, she remembers being at the bar and meeting yeah. him and drinking and him, like, mentioning taking her home. Right. But then nothing after that. Nothing. And he is, he's <laughs> a douche nugget and right. takes advantage of the situation. 
Well, he didn't know. There is a reason why she can't remember, and I don't want to spoil that for anyone, but consent was given in that situation. So there is no question of consent. She just, something else happens that causes her not to remember the Mm -hmm. evening, but it does end up coming back to her. Um, So a little bit, let's talk about Danny, who's in Sawyer's life. Um, The way this part is written, you're expecting it. You're expecting, you know what it's going to be, but it's not, it is not what you're expecting it to be. And, um, and I, and I thought that it was really well written because like, the character is written one way and like the interactions you ex- when you meet Danny you are expecting something and you don't it is not like your expectation is the first time i read it i was like whoa like i was not expecting that it was either all. it was a very well done t- twist it explains a lot um mm-hmm. and i don't like i said i don't want to give anything away but in this instant, this was so well done and so unexpected. And I commend the author on this because I totally thought it was going to play out in a very stereotypical way. Uh-huh. And it didn't. But it didn't. And, then, and then it explained and justified so many things that were problems with Sawyer's personality. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do get little glimpses of Sawyer's co-players or teammates, teammates, not co-players. <laughs> What the heck, Becky? Oh. Um, so we do co-players. Co-players. That is the new word for team play, teammate. They're the Hashtag. co-players. Hashtag co-players. Hashtag opaws. Um, anyway, so we do get small little glimpses of Sawyer's teammates yes. and fellow baseball players who are from book one and book two, and they're um, their wives. Their wives or HEAs. I'm not sure the one couple is married yet. Yes, they both are. Are they both are married? Um, yeah. So that was uh, so that was really interesting um, how they were just so it's a fake relationship trope. So your nose needs to clean up his um, behaviors and he feels that Aspen is the solution to that. They're going to have a fake relationship, but they feel that they need some support of their friends. Mm -hmm. Her friend causes angst. Yes. And he needs his, he needs a dick punch more than once. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. He's totally not a likable character. And I know he has a book, but I'm, I just don't forgive him. I find him to be bit twerpy. So I, I have not read his book. I haven't read the next series because um, her brother actually gets a book in the new series also because like she does like three chunks. Um, but I, I haven't because I didn't like him. Like I did not like Bass at all. And I was like, I don't I don't know if I can like him. And it made me kind of sad because I typically love her books. But he just he was so I don't even, I can't even describe. He's just, I think he's a narcissist. I think he is a total narcissist. He reads as a Mm. narcissist. His behaviors are narcissistic. Like he just, I just didn't love him anyway. So no more time on him, (laughs) but Sawyer's friends, the, the wives are amazing and I love them. Mm -hmm. And they added a real depth to the character and to the fake relationship that I just really loved and their connection to Aspen. And I love like, they knew that it was fake, but they, 
they saw the reality of what was happening. Like they, cause they know Sawyer, like they've been around Sawyer for a while. Like they see that he is different with her and they bring Aspen into the fold without question. Like they en- envelope her into like their friend group and like introduce her to other f- friend, like yeah. wives of like people that they know also and so in aspen like she's a hard time accepting that because she's like what's going to happen like i'm friends with them now but when i'm when we're done with this like where does that leave me and i will say so sometimes a lot of people don't love the fake relationship trope because they go into it kind of blind and it's not really thought out it's at least to the main characters which leads to mishaps and problems but in this instance they were very smart the way they mm-hmm. went through it. They created a contract and he was going to pay off basically her brother's debts in the end when everything was said and done. Um, but it was just really, it was really well done the way mm-hmm. that they handled the fake relationship trip to make it a little more believable. Um, yeah. So just one more thing that I want to touch on. Um, Sawyer is kind of clueless about people. He's not very good at flirting or the taking care comfort aspect of a relationship. She has to basically teach him what love language is and how Mm -hmm. to care for your partner without just doing things like small touches, small gifts, small moments. Um, And his cluelessness, I think it's because, you know, relationships, not really his thing. It's more sexual gratification well, and he and I think it's part of the the fact that he never had to work for that. Like he basically was like, Let's do this. Right. And and like women would like would jump to that. And like Fall so he never feet. had to worry about like the the subtle nuances of getting to know somebody or like the subtle nuances of like making them feel important. Cause yeah. I mean, they'd go to a hotel, he'd cater them breakfast like that was like the send-off and like right because and i felt bad for aspen like a couple times throughout the book because like there were women that like she ran into and they're like you know this is what his like he does like are you waiting for your catered breakfast and so i felt bad because like she had to deal with that but she she dealt with it very maturely and was like it sucks that like this is the situation i'm in but i have i can't do anything about it well, yes. Yeah, I think so. So, okay. So let's get to the final buzz because we're getting close to our 20 minutes. Um, so final buzz. Uh, did you like this book? I did like this book. Honestly, um, in this series, it's a tie between this one and Benching Brady, which is book two for my favorite in this series. Okay. What about you? Did you like this book? I did like this book. Um, there's a couple of baseball inconsistencies, which I wouldn't have even thought of, except we had a check-in with our Patreons for book chat and one of our patrons Lindsay brought up how sports inaccuracies bug her and I'm not huge on baseball isn't a sport that I follow I don't really follow any sports people let's be honest I'm not athletic um but I do know like the way the trade goes down that kind of stuff doesn't happen like they wouldn't pull him into his their office it would have gone through an agent yeah So it was just a little thing. But other than that, I really did like it. I think overall Mm -hmm. it was a great fake relationship trope. So, yeah. So who would typically like this book? Um, Any sports romance fans that it's not super sports heavy, um, which I liked, 
Like they talked about it. It was brought into the story, but it wasn't like the focal point of the story. Um, fake relationships. And if you like a little bit of a damaged hero. Yeah. For sure. It's fake relationship trope. Contemporary romance meter. Contemporary romance readers, I think, would um, thoroughly enjoy this book. It's a well done fake relationship trope. Again, the baseball if you are looking for a very accurate, pure sports baseball romance, you might want to save this one. Um, okay. Would you recommend this book? Um, I would. And I have recommended this book. What about you? Um, I would. I actually did too for somebody else that was looking for the baseball romance for the month. I recommended it to them. I like her writing style. I enjoy the story. I am interested in the other books of the series. I would totally read Aspen's brother story. But I am not reading Bass's story. <laughs> Maybe I'll have to read it and see see if it's worth it. I'm just, I don't know. I do not know. But again, maybe he redeems himself. Not everyone's maybe. freaking Nico. Freaking Nico. Freaking Nico. Anyway, thanks everyone for hanging out with us for this quick shot of romance. And we'll catch you next time. Happy reading. Bye, everybody. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.